Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day nine of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Dear Lord, may your words speak to our spirits today. Show us more of you and more of your son. We ask for more wisdom and discernment today and seek new truths in our reading. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 9. In almost every situation in this chapter, Jesus goes against the norm, against the grain. He turns the current belief system upside down. He healed the paralytic and told him his sins were forgiven. The scribes were upset because they thought God was the only one who could forgive sins. We know that Jesus was his son and operated in the power of God, but they didn't. Then Jesus chose Matthew, a tax collector, to be his disciple. He ate with tax collectors who were considered to be wicked sinners, which upset the Pharisees. Next, John the Baptist's disciples asked why Jesus' disciples did not fast. I'm sure they felt like his disciples should have to bear the uncomfortable burden of fasting as they did, but Jesus told them otherwise. Then Jesus brought a young girl back to life. He told the people in the home that she was only sleeping, and the crowd laughed at him. So he cleared the room. He only wanted the believers in the house with him as he gave her spirit back to her body. Last, he drove out a demon from a man who couldn't speak. The Pharisees falsely accused him of casting out the demon with the help of Satan himself. I don't know about you, but even one of these encounters with unbelieving people and sometimes hostile people would have been difficult for me. I probably would have melted after the first accusation, but Jesus didn't. We see him go against the grain with every action he takes in this chapter. Although he was a man of peace, he demonstrates here that he is a man of action. He kept doing good everywhere he went, regardless of the negativity around him. We can learn from him and walk out the call he has on our lives without needing the approval of others and even in the face of adversity. He shows us to continue doing good no matter what. He also shows us his great love for us through his healing ministry. He doesn't want to see his people suffer. He doesn't want to see us suffer either and is standing by to help and heal us. Let's see what's happening in Acts chapter 9. Saul, who had been persecuting Christians, was planning to persecute even more. He was committed, and when Saul committed to something, he went all in. This is probably why God chose him to further Christ's mission. He just had to flip sides. God blinded Saul and sent Jesus to talk to him. Jesus told him it wouldn't go well if he continued persecuting Christians. And when Saul asked who was talking to him, Jesus said, I am Jesus. God gives each of us the personality needed to suit his purpose. Of the 27 books written in the New Testament, 17 were written by Saul, who would later be named Paul. He was instrumental in spreading Christianity to the world, mainly to the Gentiles, which means people like you and me. God shows his love for us as he goes to great lengths to ensure that we would someday learn about him. He did this through a man who previously persecuted Christians. We can be sure that whatever work needs to be done in us by God, he will surely do it. There are also really big miracles done here by Peter. He healed a paralytic and brought a woman back to life. We are told this woman did many good deeds and acts of charity. She was given back to those who grieved her. Peter did some of the same kinds of miracles that Jesus did. He operated in the kind of power available to him and us through the Holy Spirit. 
Let's look for others in the Bible who perform miracles and allow our faith to be increased as we read about them. Let's see what's happening in Genesis chapter 17. A lot is happening here. God gave Abram a new name, Abraham, which means father of a multitude. Abraham is now 99 years old and has not had a child with his 90-year-old bride. He had a son with her maid, but not with Sarai, and his belief was waning. God made a covenant with him. He told Abraham about the land he would give him and all of his descendants. Abraham's part of the covenant was circumcision for every male in his tribe. Next, God changed Sarai's name to Sarah, which means princess. It was the first princess story of all time, a princess ordained by God himself. She was now promised a son who would be called Isaac, which means laughter. Abraham laughed in his heart when God told him he would be a father. In chapter 18, Sarah laughed when she heard God tell Abraham that he would return when she had a son. The Lord heard her laugh, and he asked Abraham about it. God asked him if there was anything too hard or wonderful for him to do. Sarah lied to God, denying that she laughed because she was afraid. We know there is nothing too hard for God, but sometimes when we look at the impossible circumstances around us, we too may think there's no way God's plan will work out for us. However, we can be sure God's plan will come to fruition because nothing is impossible for him. We see God's love here in Sarah's circumstances. Even though she didn't believe God, her miracle came. The next part of our chapter is the beginning of the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. God debated whether to tell Abraham about his plan to demolish these sinful cities. Abraham barters for the people's lives, which shows us that we can talk with God. We can share our feelings with him and he will listen to our pleas. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 9. King David praises God. We often find him praising God in good times and in bad. He writes about his enemies. He knows the Lord will protect him against his enemies as he has done in the past and prays Almighty God will judge them. He also writes about those who put their faith in God and seek him. He writes that they will be rewarded. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for your word that shows us more of you and your nature. You avenge the faithful and judge those who are not. Help us follow you, Lord. May we hear your gentle whispers and obey you as we walk through our day. Thank you for your everlasting love, Lord. Keep us yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.